How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Phillies Today podcast. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, coming to you on this Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. Uh, following a series win, the Phillies actually do what it seemed like they weren't able to do in more than a month. They win the first game of a series, they win the second game of a series, and they set themselves up for a situation where they have the chance to get a sweep, a sweep in front of the home crowd, a sweep of a three-game series for the first time since last September, since last September 9th, 10th, and 11th against the Washington Nationals. Uh, that is quite some time ago. Uh, first time all season this year that the Phillies are in position to get a sweep uh, over the Detroit Tigers in this particular case. A one nothing win over the Detroit Tigers on Tuesday. It was a weird game, a pitcher's duel, but it wasn't an old school pitcher's duel because in the sense that the Tigers were throwing out a bullpen game and, uh, you know, they were, it, in honesty, the Phillies should have had more runs. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But the Phillies get it done. The Phillies get it done. They get it done behind the bat of Kyle Schwarber. They get it done behind uh, the arm of Taiwan Walker. They get it done behind a lights-out performance from the back end of that bullpen. Uh, and the Phillies improved to 29-32. and 32. Again, they win the series. Uh, they clinch the series in Game 2. Uh, and they have a chance to sweep the series uh, later on today. 6.05 start, not 6.40 start. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home of what time uh, that game is going to get underway. Uh, the Phillies seemingly getting back on track here. They've now won four in a row. Uh, this has been a streaky team all season long, but they're actually starting to look like a team. They're starting to look like a team that resembles uh, what winning baseball looks like. They're, the pitching has been significantly better. And by the way, I get they're playing the Detroit Tigers, but you can only control and play who's on the schedule in front of you. You can only control so much. And the Phillies have been doing enough to win. On Monday night, it was about the offense kind of exploding a little bit. Trey Turner uh, flying out uh, to begin this homestand uh, with a couple of home runs. On Monday or on Sunday, rather, it was the Drew Ellis game where he hit two home runs uh, and Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs. Kyle Schwarber again homering uh, on Tuesday night. And that's where we're going to start off is this new lineup Rob Thompson has thrown out here with Schwarber batting leadoff. Uh, and Trey Turner now batting cleanup. Castellanos in the two-hole, uh, probably been the best overall hitter on the team this year. Bryce Harper batting third. Is that this lineup isn't going anywhere, and Kyle Schwarber in June uh, might be the best running bit in all of Philadelphia sports. I mean, it's honestly amazing that this guy, for the first two months of every season, seems like he can't get it going, and the second the calendar turns to June, the second it becomes June 1st or later, the guy just hits bombs. Kyle Schwarber uh, on... <laughs> Tuesday night, I should say. I was about to say Monday. On Tuesday night, he goes deep. Uh, that was his 15th home run of the season. Uh, and he, for a guy who uh, strikes out as much as he does, for a guy who does not get as many hits and is batting 171 on the season uh, as much as he does, uh, he's now got 15 home runs on the year, uh, three of them coming here uh, in the month of June. He's on fire, and he, he's. it's weird to say, again, that he's on fire because he's got that 171 average, but a 322 on base, a 412 slugging. The guy, it's probably the best option they have for leadoff at the moment. Like, it's it's weird to say. If you looked at Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner next to each other, you would say, yeah, Trey Turner's the leadoff guy, and Kyle Schwarber should be the cleanup hitter. Like, that guy hits bombs. And maybe by the end of the season, if Trey Turner figures it out, uh, then maybe we'll see him back in the leadoff spot. It seemed like when they first signed him, uh, the plan was for him to be in the leadoff hole. And 
these guys are professionals. These guys are creatures of habit. Sometimes they want to be batting in one particular spot. Sometimes they don't care. Uh, the antagonist in this argument would say that Kyle Schwarber should be batting lower in the lineup because uh, you want base runners getting on base. But if he's your best overall hitter and he's looking at a lot of pitches and he's working a good at bat, then ultimately you want that guy coming up as much as possible and you want him setting the tone for your entire lineup. Uh, this was his third home run in the month of June and came after three walks uh, on Monday night. Like he, he, he looks at a lot of pitches. He works a good at bat. He's not chasing a lot of pitches out of the zone. Again, a lot of the times... Uh, he's not making contact, and he's, you know, he, he's an all-or-nothing type of hitter. Uh, but when he's wired in and he's swinging his pitches to hit, and uh, he's laying off and he's walking a lot, uh, that means he's a good leadoff hitter and not a speedster. Doesn't have the build of a traditional leadoff hitter. Uh, but so far, this new lineup that Rob Thompson is throwing out there and Kyle Schwarber in June, uh, it's it's paying off for him, and it's paying off in a big way. Uh, and it's kind of set the tone for this entire you know, Phillies turnaround here in the last couple of games. Again, a four-game winning streak. Uh, Kyle Schwarber now with three home runs in the month of June. Uh, He's gotten his batting average up a full 13 points, now up to 173 in the month of June. Uh, He's been batting more in the leadoff hole. He had three walks on Monday night. Like, he he looks like the type of hitter that you want Kyle Schwarber to be. So that's the first takeaway from this, uh, is that June Schwarber, it's a real thing. Schwarber needs to be batting leadoff. Uh, especially for right now, and if he can set the tone for that lineup, uh, this offense looks a lot better. That was the only run, however, on Tuesday night. Like the, the first Phillies batter of the game, Kyle Schwerber homers, and there wasn't a singular other run scored in the game. It was one nothing. A weird night to be down at the ballpark. Uh, a lot of haze over the ballpark. Uh, you saw for anyone who was either at the game or watching on TV or seeing photos, it looked really weird at Citizens Bank Park. It looked even weirder uh, up at Yankee Stadium in New York. Uh, the Cal- it's not California wildfires, the Canadian wildfires, uh, I should say, uh, having its effects uh, on the northeast in the northeastern United States. And the air quality didn't seem to help. I mean, there were about three or four other balls, uh, one off the bat of Bryce Harper, another one off the bat of Trey Turner, uh, a few throughout the course of the night that uh, were warning track power. It could not get out and probably on a, on a nicer, warmer summer night or earlier in the day. Uh, in a lot of other cases, the Phillies maybe put up five runs in this game, but still, you can't only rely on the long ball, and you can't blame the air quality. Like the Tigers had a bullpen game, the Phillies should have absolutely uh, mashed harder in this game. The fact that they only scored one run, uh, they got bailed out by the fact that the Tigers are terrible, and the Tigers lineup is awful. And again, that's not taking anything away from the Phillies pitching in this game, but the Tigers are not very good. The fact that they came into this series. Uh, at a similar point in the standings as the Phillies. I mean, they just certainly look like a much, much worse team uh, having watched the first two games of this series. Uh, The Phillies are much better uh, talent-wise, certainly, than the Detroit Tigers. And again, if if the Phillies had lost this game 5-1, then we'd all be pointing as a fan base, hey, this offense needs to do more. They remain inconsistent. Uh, I'm still willing to point that out. I'm still willing to point out that this offense was not as good as it needed to be on Tuesday, it got picked up uh, by the pitching. Got picked up by the fact that, and overshadowed by the fact, frankly, uh, that Kyle Schwarber the month turned to June. Uh, he looks incredible, um, but th- this offense t- got bailed out by the Tigers. A lot of again hard hit balls, um, but not, not not ripping enough balls in the gap. Not working enough long at bats. Not working enough innings. Uh, again, Tigers de- defense also looked good uh, in this game on Tuesday, but. 
it was a bullpen game. There's I don't care what the air quality is. Uh, the Tigers threw four different guys in this game. Um, their starting pitcher has an ERA of over six who only went three innings. You should be able to get more than one run against the Detroit Tigers. So that's takeaway number two from this game. Uh, the Phillies looking good. Kyle Schwarber, you know, helps the Phillies get four wins in a row. It's June. We get it. But uh, the offense certainly bailed out uh, by the Tigers in this game. Uh, number three, takeaway number three from this game is Taiwan Walker. I said it going into going into uh, yesterday's show that Taiwan Walker so far, with the exception of those two starts he had uh, in California, has looked really, really good since the beginning of May. He got that ERA down from five six five uh, closer to five uh, on Tuesday night, I should say, against the Tigers, and seven innings, no runs allowed. Uh, looked like he was in command all night long. Rob Thompson talking pregame uh, about the fact that he his his bullpen that he threw over the weekend in D.C. His velocity uh, ticked up a few you know miles on the radar gun. Uh, Taiwan Walker is looking a lot better as of late. And again, I, I'm not discounting the fact that he was pitching against Detroit. I'm not discounting the fact that uh, it's not exactly an All Star lineup. He's not facing Hall of Famer uh, Miguel Cabrera on the other side there, but. If Taiwan Walker can actually provide you like a solid spot in the rotation right now and kind of eliminate some doubt that he looks injured as he as he's looked at a number of uh, starts earlier in the season and his look just totally out of sorts, if Taiwan Walker can give you six seven innings every time he goes out there and just keep the game competitive, not 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 even asking for seven innings of shutout baseball, just keep the game competitive, uh, then absolutely, like he that is. It looks a lot better than what he looked like a month ago. I mean, that contract, that four-year, $72 million contract that he signed prior to the season looked atrocious as of about a month ago. And I'm not suggesting that that contract's going to age well now. I'm not flipping that fast. But as of lately, you know, tip of the cap to Taiwan Walker. He has actually looked good. This The rotational depth and the rotation in general, the star power at the top, has been my biggest issue and probably the biggest issue with this Phillies roster so far this season. This is absolutely a scenario where you know you feel comfortable. You feel a lot more comfortable with Taiwan Walker uh, every fifth day going out there for you than you did even just a couple of weeks ago. And so, if he can build his confidence back up, if he's building his arm strength back up now here in the month of June, if he looked really as good as Rob Thompson says uh, in that bullpen session the other day. Uh, that is huge, huge, uh, and massive just for this Philadelphia Phillies team. Uh, my fourth takeaway from this game is Craig Kimbrell uh, has also, again, ERA doesn't necessarily show it. He's got a ERA close to five on the season. Uh, but most of his outings since the beginning of May have been really, really solid. There, there was an outing against the Cubs uh, in May and an outing in Atlanta uh, where he allowed a run. The night in Atlanta, by the way, uh, where he allowed a run uh, came in the same series where he got that 400th save and a pretty cool moment before the game, I should mention, uh, where Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, Rob Manfred, uh, among others, had a nice little pregame ceremony congratulating Craig Kimbrell uh, for getting his 400th career save, as he did a couple of weekends ago. Uh, but Craig Kimbrell is, is pitching well above uh, what I think most fans probably expected uh, from him at this point in the season. He, he's control, you know really has a much better command and control uh, of the strike zone, it seems like. Uh, he really seemed to struggle earlier in the season. This is something that I worried about going into the year. 
Uh, he has that very odd delivery, that odd delivery that, as we know, Phillies fans mocked for years, where he kind of you know holds the arms uh, out in a weird way, like you know, like he's a spider. You know, or not, not, he looks like Spider Man is what he looks like. He holds it out and or like a praying mantis, and he, he stares into the catcher and he stares into the hitter and. That's how he, that's his intimidation face, if you will, like going in to get the sign, which you don't even really need to lean in to get the sign anymore with the pitchcom. Uh, and of course, the Phillies fans years ago when he was in Atlanta mocked him for that. Uh, now he does it in a Phillies uniform, so it's okay, but I mean, he's been a lot better. And in the absence of Jose Alvarado, uh, think about how we all felt when Jose Alvarado went to the injured list and it seemed like this bullpen was shot. I mean, it seemed like this bullpen was really just not going to be able to make it through that um, and because of how dominant Jose Alvarado had been and he was on an all-star track uh, and frankly one of the best relievers in all of Major League Baseball well Craig Kimbrell in that closers role and again he's not so much the high leverage guy as he is just a straight up ninth inning closer um, and for a guy who's pitched the ninth inning basically his entire career for a guy who knows what it takes to get that those final three outs of a ball game uh, he's been really really solid on that spot and I'll give you know, shout out to Jack Fritz of 94WIP who uh, tweeted it and then said it on the final out. And I think it's true. Like, if Craig Kimbrell can just give you three outs in the ninth inning pretty consistently, that allows Rob Thompson, when he does get Jose Alvarado back, and again, he's battling back from the injured list. Uh, he pitched last night in Reading. Actually did not pitch uh, well, but from in terms of his stat line. Um, but his velocity is ticking back up, and th- they do hope to get him back off the injured list. Uh, and back with the big league club uh, here shortly in the next week or so. If you have the ability to pitch Jose Alvarado in any inning you want, let's say you got the top three hitters, the middle, you know, the two, three, four, whatever the case might be for the other team coming up in the eighth inning, and you have Kimbrel behind him, that's a huge bullpen weapon that Rob Thompson can deploy anytime the Phillies have a lead, and that doesn't even account for Sir Anthony Dominguez. Like that's a pretty good three-headed monster. You have Dominguez uh, who got the the hold in this game, he got he pitched the eighth inning and held it down for Kimbrel, who got the save. Uh, they're both pitching pretty well right now, and it, you have the two of those guys going as well as they are, and you combine that with Alvarado. Again, that's a pretty dangerous three-headed monster uh, in that bullpen. And that's not even to mention that like Andrew Vasquez has been pitching well. Jeff Hoffman uh, has been pitching pretty well. Like that, bull, the bullpen for as much as for as much crap as the rest of this team uh, has deserved for for as much as uh, this team has really underperformed up to this point through 60, now one games uh, of the the Major League Baseball season. The bullpen has held their own. A lot of starters not going deep enough into games. A lot of now bullpen games or Matt Strom starting, whatever the case might be, uh, where this bullpen has been asked to you know overpitch. And Connor Brogdon is on pace to you know, lead the team in appearances and appear in more games than he ever has in his big league career. And certainly that's going to cause concerns later in the season of what him and this entire bullpen uh, is going to look like. But tip of the cap to this bullpen, like night in and night out, it's oftentimes a thankless job. And they've looked really, really good. They've done everything that's been asked of them. Uh, They've been able to hold down a lot of leads. It's not been, you think, you know, it used to be, it wasn't that long ago in like 2020, 2021, where anytime the Phillies had a lead and you brought in the bullpen, that it felt like they were giving the lead right back. I generally, when I'm watching Phillies games, feel pretty confident that if the lead, if there's a lead turned over to this bullpen, even without Jose Alvarado, and it's just on Tuesday night with Sir Anthony Dominguez and Craig Kimbrell, 
I feel pretty confident about that game being locked down. So I, I think this bullpen is actually a strength so far for this team. The bullpen ERA on the season is about league average. Uh, I, again, attribute that to how much they've been overworked on the year. I think if they were getting more depth out of their starters as, as a general rule, uh, then this could actually be a pretty solid pitching staff from starters to relievers uh, and be a strength for this team overall. So uh, Craig Kimbrell c- continues to lock it down uh, in the ninth inning. He gets yet another save in front of the home crowd uh, this time on Tuesday night in a one nothing game. Not a lot of room for error there. Uh, Tigers offense has been putrid in this entire series. Does not score a singular run on Tuesday. Phillies win the series again. First two, they go for the sweep on Wednesday. The first time they're attempting to sweep a series for the first time since early last September when they did it over the Washington Nationals. And the Phillies putting together a nice little winning streak. Four in a row here as they try and climb back to 500. Again, they are 29-32. and 32. Uh, Important to stack up wins against a team like Detroit with the Dodgers coming in this weekend. Uh, and I think given where this team was a week ago on that road trip where they got swept by the New York Mets uh, to turn around and then win two of three from the Nats and then possibly win all three against the Tigers uh, would would be a, just an absolute great way to respond both in the standings uh, and for the mental makeup of this team. It's, baseball has a lot of peaks and valleys. Uh, certainly there are, have been more valleys than peaks uh, for this team thus far, but uh, it was a it was a really strong June a month ago. I believe it was 19 and eight uh, that got this team back on track. Uh, no manager to be fired this time around. It's going to be Rob Thompson for the rest of the season. Uh, but if they can turn this thing around in June, just like they did a year ago, and Kyle Schwarber uh, continues to lead that charge at the top of the lineup, uh, then I'm starting to feel a lot better about this baseball team again, certainly than I did a week ago. So that's going to do it for the first segment of the Phillies Today podcast. Coming up on the other side, we'll preview the third and final game uh, of this Phillies Tiger series, as well as look ahead to the weekend against the Dodgers and kind of just what's ahead for this team. Again, you are listening to the Phillies Today podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wilson. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Phillies Today podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dan Wilson. Uh, recapping or coming to you after a uh, the day after uh, the Phillies win one nothing over the Detroit Tigers, two hours and seven minutes. Uh, this pitch clock has been one of the most revolutionary things that Major League Baseball has ever done. Uh, these games start at 6.40 p.m., and you're out of the ballpark by 9 o'clock. I mean, the games used to start at 7.05 p.m., and they'd go for three and a half hours, and by the time people got out of there, uh, it was like 11. Uh, and I remember growing up as a kid, it was like my parents didn't even want to take me to a weeknight game because you'd, you'd be out too late, and you wouldn't even go to school the next day. It was like you were out too late. Uh, th- that is not the case anymore. I mean, feel free to take your kids uh, out to a weeknight game these days because if you go at 6.40, game's not going much past 9, 9.15. Uh, it's going to fly by pretty fast, and depending on how far away you live, you might be home by like 10 o'clock and have the kids in bed uh, right at the same time and ready for school the next day. Uh, th- this pitch clock, as much as the players, Aaron Ola complained about it on Monday that the pitch clock seemed a little fast. Uh, and Zach Wheeler certainly not a huge fan of it, but as a general rule, I think all fans are pretty much in agreement how great of a rule this is. It adds a lot of pace to the game uh, and adds a lot of, it cuts out a lot of the unnecessary BS that was there to begin with. So uh, pitch clock all in all through 61 games now of the season, uh, really having its positive effects, uh, not only in Phillies games, but in games all across Major League Baseball. Uh, in the series finale, again, a weird 6.05 p.m., 
getaway day start. It'll be Reese Olsen making his second career major league start. He pitched against the White Sox uh, last week in Chicago. He was five innings, allows two runs. Um, and for the Phillies, it'll be Zach Wheeler coming off a horrendous start in Washington where he only gets through three and two-thirds and allows seven runs. Uh, he got really knocked around in that game. Once again, this should be a game where the Phillies have the clear advantage over the Tigers. They should absolutely sweep this series. Zach Wheeler, the Tigers lineup is not good. I mean, they got Nick Maton, who is hitting below the Mendoza line, like batting fourth. Absolutely, the Phillies need to sweep this series. Absolutely, Zach Wheeler needs to blow through this lineup. The Tigers didn't get a hit until like the seventh inning on Monday and until the fifth inning on Tuesday. It takes half the game for their offense to get going. Zach Wheeler is supposed to be the ace of the staff. If he's worth a penny of his contract, uh, he will absolutely shove against the Tigers on Wednesday, and the Phillies uh, will get this series sweep. So that's what's on tap uh, for the Phillies before they take on the Dodgers this weekend. Again, important to uh, rack up wins against teams uh, like the Tigers because you have teams like the Dodgers coming in uh, after the fact. So, uh, again, Philly's trying to sweep this series. They have an off day on Thursday. Uh, the Dodgers are in Cincinnati for a getaway game on Thursday before they travel to Philadelphia. Uh, and then the Phillies will have a tough series coming up this weekend uh, against those Dodgers, a team who is always tough to beat, but you know, one game at a time. Uh, and hope the Phillies can extend that winning streak to five. Again, sweep their first series, first three-game series uh, since last September. They did sweep a series earlier this season, a two-game series against the Blue Jays. I don't really count that. I don't think most people really count that, but just to be technical, uh, that is what has hap- taken place so far this season. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Phillies Today podcast. My guy Francisco Rojas will have you taken care of tomorrow. Until then, I'll talk to you next week. Go Phillies.